Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Hello and welcome to episode 110 of the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. What a day it was. What a day. Well, not today. Yesterday for you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, sort of. We, ha- my friends and I, we had this plan a long time ago, to, uh, to go to Arthur Avenue in the Bronx, which is one of those last vestiges of authentic culture, um, and for Arthur Avenue in particular, it's for authentic Italian culture. So normally on these football Sundays that we do, we there's just this massive spread, and you've seen these spreads. It's absolutely absurd, it's out of control. Yeah, do you guys eat all that food? I never. We do before. eat all the food. Oh, we do eat all the food. Oh god, um, that's your cheat day, just right there. That yeah, that's no, your cheat it, day. no, it absolutely is. It absolutely is. And so I have to give a quick shout out to uh, Nikki T and Joe. Because they're the ones that usually go out there and pick stuff up for the week. And I've always sort of expressed the desire to see it, you know, in the flesh for myself. So they were going really early yesterday. And I decided, hey, you know, I'd love to come with. So we they, they came down graciously uh, and picked me up. And we drove all the way up the west side into the Bronx. It was great. It was, uh, it was really early. Felt like we were going on a road trip, get dropped off, and they start taking me around to everything. Now, the first place we stopped at was this place, I think, called Casa del Mozzarella. And we're the only ones in there. Everyone's sort of just opening up a shop. And the first thing, and they, what's crazy is he shakes Joe's hand, because uh, Joe goes there all the time. So you, already you get wow. that very sort of, you know, that neighborhood feel, right? right. Like, hey, how you doing? Stuff that I've always loved. And then Joe says, oh, you know, these are some of my friends. They've always wanted to come. It's really exciting. And then the first thing they do is he cuts up three pieces of warm, slightly salted, fresh mozzarella. And he goes, here, try this. And let me tell you something. Um, it was in that moment that I saw the face of God. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, Andy. <laughs> no, it was... It was so good. The cheese was so good. So we decided, all right, what are we looking to get today? So we got some, we got some, you know, prosciutto. Got to get prosciutto. Got some mortadella. Um, and we were able to try everything as we ordered it. So paper-thin slices of uh, prosciutto, mortadella. Uh, we got, you know, capicolo, the spicy kind. We got the sweet kind. We got roast pork. That was absolutely absurdly good. Um, I said, in case I don't make it to Football Sunday as early as other people do, you got to hide the roast pork. The roast pork cannot come out until I come out there. Um, that's how good that was. We got a ton of antipast, like stuffed red peppers with herb cheese, uh, some other roasted red peppers, some uh, some mushrooms. Like the spread's getting pretty ridiculous. And then we move on to some hard cheeses, you know. We got some, uh, what do we get? We got, I think we got a pecorino. We got some other things. And it was, it, the, the experience was so positive. Just, you know, having the banter with the guys behind the, the counter. It's early enough where we can just sort of lounge around. Like, you don't have to go in like you're, you know, you're taking the beach. In a sense, you can sort of take it all in. It was it was such a positive experience that we're doing it again in two weeks for for, for uh, Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, really? So yeah, we're we're, we're both of us. Uh, I mean, rather the three of us, we're, we're we're doing our own things, but we're all coming up to Arthur Avenue to pick up the good stuff. Because you know, like when you're when you're at a football game, I mean, when you're at a Super Bowl party, Super Bowl party, excuse me. I would argue that the most important thing is the food, because you got people. <laughs> Unless your team's come- in the Super Bowl. Which, well, hey, I mean, you, you don't have too much experience with it right now. You know what's funny when you say that? <laughs> uh, you know your you know your team is firing your GM as we speak. Thank right? God. Yeah, thank God. 
Um, I wonder who's team is in worse shape. It's definitely my team. It's definitely my team. <laughs> um, poor one. Poor one for the ex San Diego Chargers. Um, anyways, you. I would argue though that the most important thing is the food that you have. Because if you're hosting a party, you got a whole range of people, right? You got people with people. Uh, you got people with teams in the Super Bowl. You got people with teams that aren't in the Super Bowl. You got casual sports fans, and you got people who don't watch sports at all that are here because they got dragged here. Or they watch the commercials. It, so you, so, so you need to sort of cater to everybody. Isn't that pretty amazing? How many people casually watch the Super Bowl? Because because it's the biggest thing in America. Yeah, yeah. On that day, why? Right? W- w- uh, on that day, yeah, but like it's, I think it's pretty amazing how many people still come together and watch it because a lot of people watch it that don't watch football. Like you'll find you'll find people who don't care about sports and who don't even who couldn't even name a football player to you that still turn the game on at least for one reason or another. Maybe it's the commercials, maybe it's the Super Bowl uh, halftime show, maybe it's just kind of the the appeal of it. It's American, right? Yeah. It's, I think it's when everyone comes together. It's sort of like kicking off the new year with an early Thanksgiving uh, preview. Yeah, you know? maybe. So I've been to I've been to some really awesome parties. I've been to some parties that weren't so awesome. Um, parties that were awesome had a whole range of food, uh, all different kinds of food, and uh, that could be eaten in a number of ways. So you had I've had places with like great guac. A ton of salsa and chips, just like chips on chips on chips, um, like a lot of bar food snacks. And then you get your pizzas coming in, and that's great. But I've also gone to ones where the food wasn't real, like there wasn't a lot of food. There was like two bags of chips for eight people. Oh God, no! Right? There's like there's no alcohol for people who want to drink. There's no soda. There isn't any. Like you shouldn't leave a Super Bowl party feeling hungry. Right. Um, the thing about pizzas is all the pizza places are so strapped that day. That is their Black Friday, right? <laughs> that if you don't get your order in early, you don't want the pizza coming at halftime. The pizza has to be there by kickoff. That's the rule. That's my rule, at least. Uh, the, uh, the entrees, whatever you're making, have to be ready by kickoff. Because then you give the chance for people to mill around... Uh, come come to and from the couch or wherever they're sitting to to pick up more food. That's to me. That's the proper way of hosting a Super Bowl party. So this year, Arthur Avenue is definitely going to be. You know, I'm going to have a ton of salted meats. Uh, you know, cured meats, cheeses, antipast, just out there for people to get going. You know, we'll have our chips, we'll have our guac, we'll have our salsa. Of course, we're definitely having like some but, some but, buffalo buffalo dip. Yeah, but not just that stuff. Not just that stuff, no. So on Thursday, a uh, friend and I actually – no, it was Friday. Friday? Friday. On Friday, a friend and I, Garrison, Smash. Shout out to Smash. Uh, me and her, we basically went over the menu and what we're planning on doing. Um, last minute addition is we're going to do something with a slow cooker uh, the night before. What are you uh, thinking if, of doing? Uh, I'm thinking – potentially some sort of pulled meat. I don't know if I can do pulled pork um, only because of people's uh, dietary restrictions. Um, that's not to say that the prosciutto and all that stuff won't be there because you know that they absolutely will be there. You just won't be able to have any of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's more... I might, I might try and do like some sort of uh, shredded beef or something. Um... I still have to find out. I still have to find out. I got to do some research on that. I got to do a test run um, sometime to to make sure that it, you know, that it works out. Because your first time making something new can't be on Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, no, no time for um, experimentation. Right. Plus, I'm running a race Sunday morning. Really? Uh, of Super Bowl. Yeah, I didn't realize this. Uh, I'm running the the Bronx four miler. Oh wow! Or something like that. Um, or something like that. <laughs> or something like that. I think it's four miles, and I think it's in the Bronx. I could have the I could have the distance wrong, and I could have the location wrong. But all I know is, I I gotta wake up early to go running, and then I gotta run and like get all this stuff going. Yeah. Um, I think we'll be okay. I think we'll be okay. Garrison and I are deciding that we're gonna 
we're going to go to a friend's place. Shout out to Cody for hosting. He's got this beautiful apartment in Brooklyn. Like a good-sized TV with a ton of couch space. And like a lot of places that you can just lounge and watch the game. Um, we're going to have all the food there. And then we're just going to go to his place and just prepare there. So that'll be exciting. Yeah. Um, but back to Arthur Avenue. So from there, we went to this place where they uh, they sold uh, like freshly baked bread. So I walk into this bakery, and the smell of just the bakery overwhelmed you. Like, it smelled so warm and inviting. And so we got some bread there. We went to another meat shop down the ways um, to pick up, I think, uh, chicken cutlets uh, from some other place. Uh, this one shop that we walked into had all of these, like, uh, sausages and salamis hanging from the ceiling. Um, did I send you that picture? Yeah, you did. I think I did. It was amazing. Like, the smell of that place... Is something that brought me back to when I was studying abroad in Florence, and we took a weekend trip to Siena, and we walked into this tiny Kirmi shop, and it was so pungent. Like it was so pungent the first time I walked in there. I had never had I had an experience of smelling those kinds of aromas at that concentration, and it definitely opened my eyes to to that world of cuisine. Super good. Super awesome. So that's that moment of nostalgia was great. We're walking back. We're walking back out of that shop, and they always walk past this one seafood shop. And there's this guy selling mussels. And I go, you guys ever do this? He goes, no, no, we don't we don't mess with mussels. <laughs> and the guy just standing there's like, hey, can I help you? And I'm looking at it, I go, and he's got four, he's, he's broken up the, dis, the display stand. He's got four mussels to the right and four clams to the left. And I go, yeah, let me get some mussels. Um, let me get one of each. And there's like $3 a muscle, two fifty a muscle. And these are like big muscles, right? Yeah. And so he's just shocking them uh, and puts it on the plate for me. And then this guy next to us walks by and goes, that's how you start a morning. And this random dude saw this go down and goes, that's how you start your day. <laughs> which was which was so funny. You know that neighborhood, like everyone's got a comment about something? Yeah. Um, I love that. So most people eat their muscles with like a ton of stuff on it, right? A ton of condiments. You got your tartar is it tartar sauce? No, you got your like Tabasco sauce. Um, what else do they throw on there? Lemon. Um, just other like, sauces just, and stuff. Yeah, just, like, just a lot, a lot of sauces. Whatever. It just seems, yeah, people. It just seems like people are just putting a ton of stuff on it to like mute I, the taste of it, which is not the point in your opinion, I assume. Yeah. Um, well, I guess not. Not that it's not the point. It's just I enjoy it differently. Yeah. yeah fair enough. Um, a little bit of lemon can help sort of cut the brininess. Yeah. You know, that, that salt water taste. Because I understand, like, if you drink, if you're eating a mussel and you get a good amount of salt water in you, then it feels like you're at the beach, you got some water in you, you want to throw up. Like, I, I get that. That's a, sort of a natural reflex. Yeah. Um, let alone people's sort of distaste for how the texture and feel and, and taste of all that, beyond all that... So what I did was I just took it down straight. I took each of the four down straight. It was a very refreshing way to start the day in the sense that there's the brininess that shocks you awake, right? Talking about that biological sort of reaction to that, all that salt water. But I really crave that salt water because it adds such a natural flavoring to the mussels. What time would you say this was when you had these? Let me see. Because I took a photo. Okay. Um... Let's see what the timestamp was on that. It was early. I'll tell you that much. Where are you? 8.30 a.m.? Oh, boy. Oh, could have done it earlier. Could have done it earlier. <laughs> um, Nice brisk day yesterday. Started out with this. And then we went to, I think it was our T Tito's or Tino's. Um, he has this little breakfast restaurant where you go in. And we got... Uh, bacon, egg, and cheese on a roll with a cup of coffee. And because we were the only ones in there, we got to sort of lounge back, um, talk a little politics, um, talk about the world. And it was nice because it just felt like you could just lounge back. It, it felt like one of those Jerry Seinfeld episodes of Comedians in Cars. Oh, okay. Where it just seems like they're just sitting there for a while just talking about stuff. That's how it felt. Yeah. And, and, and that was great. And we had it back at around 10 a.m. And it felt like I had an I had spent an entire day already. Yeah. You know, I, and it's really starting to hit me how much I like going to bed early 
it's one of those things where before, uh, towards the end of last year, I was starting to make the conscious the conscious effort to go to bed early, and to, to varying degrees of success, right? There was the week or two where I went to bed every day at 10, 30, 11, like no gaming, um, kept it real chill, and then woke up early. And, but that felt like it took much more effort to accomplish. Now... Mentally, I'm starting to feel this innate desire to want to go to bed early, to want to sort of embrace sleep for what it is instead of this other thing I got to do before the next day. And your transition to a full adult is complete. Yep. Yep. Transitioning to full adult, um, which was closely followed by what kind of rap music is out there right now. Um talking about Danny Glover, shout out to Migos, Bad and Bougie. And Bad and Bougie is a good song, but like the old old man part of me is I don't I don't know if I'm feeling this right now as hard as he is cuz cuz Danny Glover called Migos the Beatles, our modern our version oh, of the God, Beatles. Really? He did. Well, I'll tell you I got no experience with Migos, so I couldn't tell you couldn't tell yeah. you what i think of them i heard i like when you said you were listening to them i quickly went to youtube and i just looked up one of their songs and i was like yeah they, they they are who i thought they were and yeah and uh i didn't bother giving them a chance like i just can't stand this new era of rap music with it it, it sounds like everyone's just like kind of slurring their words it sounds super lazy like they don't really want to open their mouths all the way it sounds Maybe like because they can't yeah it sounds like everyone just like just drinking a lot of purple drink they're on that scissor yeah, um, and it's Clean not. It's dreams. not even like just that. Like it's. It's also the, the the beats. I'm not a huge fan of the beats. Like a lot of times, uh, beats can almost uh, empower a song to become a hit. Like you have things like. Oh sure. I'm trying to think of a of a good example right now, but maybe I'm not going to come up with a decent one. I don't know. Um, but yeah, they they're. It's just not my style. Not my thing. We had talked about it the other day. We're like, oh, we're we're becoming old men now. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, I know, but but we're right this time. Not, and that's what everybody really, says. That's not really what I'm saying. I'm not, <laughs> I get that people have. I get that people enjoy it and all, but it's not for me. I think what's what's funny is that this this whole time of music is being perfectly encapsulated uh, by the names of these artists: Lil Yachty, <laughs> Lil Uzi, Lil Vert. It's like the return it, of the Lils. Exactly, and. Not not that there's anything wrong with any of that. I just think it's an interesting uh, sort of thing that everyone's been doing it, and it just I just think it's a it's a funny way of like call like if this were a chapter in a book, you know, uh, the return of the Lils. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've been like this previous week, uh, went to bed pretty early every day. You know, wasn't really on the, on the on the box for for too much. Um, also because there's not really too much I'm really like playing like hardcore like there's nothing like hardcore new that I'm playing you know yeah Um, like with the with Hitman I'm just going through and just cleaning up stuff um, to get that 100% but otherwise I was just going to bed early waking up super early hitting the hitting the gym again starting 2017 off as as hard as I can uh, in a healthy and sustainable way in the sense that I'm not sort of setting ridiculous goals. I just want to I just want to feel like, you know, how I felt before I went to Sweden cuz I was looking back on some of the numbers uh in my Fitbit and it looked like the quote-unquote healthiest I was by the numbers and sort of how I remember feeling was that time. And so when you look at the Fitbit like the your, your scale app or the scale or your uh, your walking numbers uh, everything. Okay. So I'm looking at body numbers. I'm looking at what the measurables were at the time. Okay. Um, so like the weight was at an all time low, which doesn't really mean much. But the thing that I was really anxious to see was like the body fat percentage. And I was at, I was hovering like on a weekly basis at that point between 10 and 10.5%, which is, which was quite the, accomplishment at the time and i know that i had set a goal to get to a single digit and i think the uh that's like one of those last bosses in the game you know the the uh, surpassing the the 10 percent mark 
is going to be a a big challenge. Um, then you know these little things like Christmas and Thanksgiving happened. Uh, oh, those little things. Those you know all those little things, things that are trying to kill me. Uh, but definitely ballooned back up, um, which is fine. You know, sort of that seasonality of things. Uh, trying the, the the important thing here is not to get too down on myself about this kind of stuff. Um, in the past, I could just you know it would be a there would be a more visceral reaction to it. Not like you know Bill Burr fat shaming, but uh, <laughs> you know kind of the kind of the opposite. Just like oh man, you're feeling like feel like you just want to give up because you just slid back down the mountain, you know. Mm. Um, so, so this time it's, you know what, you, you understand, uh, what, what happened, right? It's not like, not the end of the world. Um, all, all this means is you just got to get back to what you were doing. And the good news is you've done it before. So attacked last week with, with, with quite the vigor and I'm excited to continue to do that. And I think having these races this year will really keep me honest with my, uh, with my weekly sort of workouts because, you know, now that there's a almost a social pressure to do well, um, you don't want to you don't want to let yourself down by letting your friends down. You say these races. How many races are you doing? I think I signed up for four. Oh wow! And I I'm didn't signing know you signed up for any. Yeah. Uh, oh. Oh, hey. You know what? I signed up for some races. Well, uh, now I know. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's. I I I, I talked myself into doing the Brooklyn half. Really. Yeah, that's, that's in May. Wow. So the good news is to do that, um, and I think the goal is to one day run the marathon. Um, I think that's the idea. I don't know. What's funny is, uh, shout out to Jenny Canals. Uh She did all this stuff years ago, and I, like a couple weeks ago when we were at dinner, I said, I think I'm just following in your footsteps just like a few years later. So Reza, watch me like start doing CrossFit in, uh, <laughs> like, in a year's time. You know, because she did the she did the marathon a few years ago, uh, and now she's uh, really uh, in the CrossFit. Uh, I'm doing this now, and then I'm just gonna follow in her footsteps. <laughs> it's almost like I'm dipping my toes in the water. Like I'm I'm just sort of like the old man standing back. Like I'm just gonna see how this goes down for these other people before I uh, before I fully commit to this lifestyle. <laughs> but the the races are gonna help give me sort of these chapters to to work towards you know um and i want to i want to run these races and not feel like i want to kill myself at the at the end of it of course of course yeah so so the first one's four miles um this past week i was getting back to to running because i used to run five miles every morning uh every other morning i'm sorry every other morning um but now i haven't because i haven't done that in a while i didn't want to just rush back into what i was doing before uh, yeah. My fear there was I'd, I'd hurt myself. Okay. Um, so I was doing 5Ks uh, in the morning. Um, and let me tell you, the first one, oh, that was a rough one. Um, but now that the week is up, I'm feeling much more confident with uh, slowly upping it to like three and a half, four, um, getting it back to a point where I can hit those five-mile dailies. Yeah. Um and then once I get back to being comfortable with the five mile dailies, then I'm gonna start doing. You know, I, I down. I used to do this uh, couch to five k app. Did you? Yeah, have you ever heard I've of that? I've heard app? of it. Yeah, I've heard of it. So what's great about that app is it's very low, uh, like effort on your side. So you just set it, and then depending on what quote unquote day of the week you are, because the idea is it trains you for that in the span of a month. Um. So it's just like, oh, you're on day six of the regimen or you're on day whatever of the regimen. And then the timing of like how long you're supposed to walk, how long you're allowed to run changes. Yeah. And what I like about it is you hear this like audio like uh, like ping when uh, the voice comes back on like you are, uh, you can now walk or, you know, feel free to walk for 30 seconds or something. <laughs> well, I don't for, I forget how she, how yeah, she, yeah. How she says it. Um, what's great is I use that as a mental marker, you know. Uh, which my favorite one being you are halfway um i use that right now for the couch to 5k because it just on top of my the, my music that i listen to it just gives me a mental note without having to look down you know yeah yeah just gives you an idea as what what where you are what you're doing exactly now the uh 
the the cool thing is they they do one for the marathon, they do one for the half marathon. So I'm I'm now doing the uh, I'm doing a 10k one first, and then in due time I'm gonna start doing uh, the the half marathon, and th that's really gonna be a threshold that I'll have to cross because all of my friends who run those kinds of distances, you know, shout out to Greg and Pat and Napoon, um, is that they run. Well, at least I know Greg does. He runs with water. Um, and I have never run with water before, no matter really? how long I've been out there running. Oh man, I can't. I never run with water. I can't. I can't run without water. Uh, are you talking? Are you holding a bottle of water? Yeah. Like, well, I shouldn't say I can't. I can't. Can't. I can. I don't like it. I prefer to. I prefer to run out there with the with the with the bottle of water. Uh huh. And just, you're just holding it in your hands. Yep. I usually, I usually don't run with my my um. Because I don't have like an armband for my cell phone, so I usually run with my cell phone in one hand because I don't want like dangling or like bobbling around in my pocket, and I have my water bottle in my other hand, and I'm just running. Yeah, I'm gonna when have I'm to outside, buy you an armband. Well, the problem is I don't have I don't have a uh, an iPhone or a super popular phone, so they don't have an armband for my specific phone. Oh shit! Yeah, that sounds like your fault then. Yeah, I mean, I save a lot of money in the long run, but. No, that's true. <laughs> no, it's uh, but I don't mind. I mean, it's it's not a not a problem for me at all. Yeah, I used to I used to run with like everything like my phone in my hand, uh, but then I just realized that I uh, I grip the phone too hard when I run, hmm. and then I could feel it hurting my back. Actually, really, um, it was manifesting manifesting. I'm sorry, itself that way, and so after my runs. My back would feel all jacked up, and I go, "Well, that's an interesting thing. It's because oh, it's because the pressure that I'm do I'm holding the phone with is so much that it's almost like re like realigning my back. Interesting. Uh, in not a good way. So I had to buy it for that reason alone, and it's just been a revelation ever since. Now, whenever I run, I don't have to think about holding anything, and it just it gives me one less thing to focus on, which is good, and just focus on the run itself. Um, I'm also wearing gloves in the morning. My sister bought me gloves for uh, for Christmas, so the cold weather doesn't affect uh, hurt as much. Um, the worst thing about running for me in the morning is the cold hands, because uh, I run like I run with like uh, like with a warm weather gear and uh, like compression stuff. Um, but the thing that just will always hurt the most is if you're running with cold hands, because there's very little you can do to fight that feeling. Um, I do have uh, the thing that Elena brought to uh, DC as a last resort oh, for yeah. those really cold days. Um, when I know that come February and I'm running and it's like minus whatever. Because you know the, the weather that we have right now is so fake. Like to me it's just like this is a fake video. This is yeah. a fake video. Earlier you um, said earlier you said warm weather gear. You're wearing cold weather gear. Cold weather gear. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Cold no, weather I was gear. Sure, people know you're not running out there in like shorts and stuff. Yeah. Um, although I do see people in the morning wearing shorts. Oh, I know. Same here. Same around here. Espe it's like... Especially when you have like if when you go from like 15 degree weather like for like a week, and then it jumps up to like 30. To some people, that's like beach weather. So I see like all these people out there running. I see some of them running out there without a shirt on. I'm like, damn, man. That's how you get sick. It's still cold, yeah, and not like not like catch a cold sick, like hypothermia yes. sick. Well, yeah, even worse than well, the kind of sick I'm talking about. <laughs> um, I was like, dude, that's like my my mom's voice in my head, like, dude, you're gonna get you're gonna get fucking sick. Put a shirt on. Um. So, so yeah, all that all that being said, uh, new year, new me. No, um, just appreciating. The fact that I can uh, appreciating the fact that I am appreciating sleep. There you go. That sounded like a tongue twister. <laughs> yeah. Um, all that to say. All that to say is I like sleep. I'm coming out as saying that I like sleep, official position. Um, but when a game comes out that you and I are going to be just beasting and feasting on, uh, we'll have to come and reevaluate that statement. Questions. <laughs> <laughs> no questions at this time. Um, 
I think the big thing, um, especially for me next year, um, is going to be starting a new job. And yep. when I have to be somewhere at a specific time, like these days, you know, I can go, I can choose to not go in, you know, that morning I can like, and just work from home. I mean, not like not work at all. Um, I can yeah, choose. I'm to not feeling in. it. Like I'm not feeling it today. I, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm just going to work from home. I can, I can go in as, uh, however late I want to go at provide. I don't have any like meetings because there's no one that I'm like reporting to for, you know, I don't, I don't meet with a team per se. Like I, I just don't, it's not required that I'm there. And when I get a full-time job and I, and I'm like, you know, supposed to be in the office from this time to this time, then I think that that's going to be very true for me as well. Cause I need my like seven hours of sleep. I don't, I can get away with doing like, you know, five or six or whatever. I just don't really like to anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not sure how much I enjoyed it in the past, but these days it's just not really a good look because productivity goes down. Um, just tired, not creative. And, and so, yeah, I think, I think I'll be in a very similar, um, sleep schedule as you and, and much of the rest of America at that point. Yeah. Um, it used to be right. Like, uh, we're talking like vintage, vintage, like a few years ago, it would be coming back home from work and just realizing what time it was. It goes, well, I really feel like I have until two o'clock to do whatever I want to do. Yeah. Uh, so let's make it happen. And then it goes, wait a second. No, that's that's totally not the healthy way that you should approach this right now. It's You should have approached it as, well, you're already not going to be getting any sleep. So let's get as much of the little sleep as we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't, so, um, wait, where was I going with that train of thought? Damn it. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, yeah, it just happened. Um but no, I mean more more along the lines of like, um, oh right, it's 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 funny how people's I guess free time changes the older you get, especially once you bring kids into the picture. Because like my free time, like I come home, I'm I'm basically by myself, right? I can pretty much yeah. do with I can do with what my time, whatever I please, in general, and. As soon as you move in with the significant other and as soon as you have kids in, in your life, that time that you had that was just yours is diminished really quickly. Um, whether that's the expectations to do something with, uh, with the significant other or that is to, you know, spend time with your kids, help them depending on however old they are. Maybe you got to help them out with their homework. And before you know it, your gaming goes from like every night to once a week for like one hour right um i was well your time your time becomes our time yeah yeah your time becomes our time and any time that you have literally just for you is pretty much when everyone else is asleep and depending on how you're able to do it you you just might not really be interested like are you really going to sign on to play a game for half an hour or are you just going to go to bed because are you really going to be on for just half an hour or are you going to be going there for to bed. an hour or two um the way you just said it now, I'm going to bed. Yeah. There's just it's not worth it. It's not worth it to me. Yeah. Um I think that's what happens with a lot of people cuz there are a lot of people that were, you know, I don't know how hardcore gamers they were in their past, but they were gamers and at some point they had to they stop. And I feel like that's part of the part of it. You just, you know, your adult responsibilities become too much and it's just too much to keep up with like yeah every now and again you dabble you you play a little stuff here and there but at that point it kind of becomes the thing for the kids and what's funny about gaming and computing in general because I, I i think about this in terms of uh computers i was just watching a talk on this the other day but like computers advance so fast that they're nothing like what they used to be 20 years ago and so if you think about what gaming was 20 years ago that was what a7 that's like the original NES days. Wow. The original, the original Mario, uh, the the end of the Atari era. So, I can't even imagine what's gonna what what technology is gonna be like in twenty years because computers have advanced so fast, so quickly that it'll pro like things are gonna be so unrecognizable. Like VR is the big thing right now, and I'm not sure I'm really 
interested in getting into VR. Yeah, I think it's cool. I just don't think I would really be willing to invest that much time or that much money into yeah. into the equipment that's required. And so maybe that'll be the point where, I mean, aside from the adult responsibilities that I'm seeing arise more and more, but something come up like that that I'm just not super uh, enthused about, you know? Yeah, sure. I think it's one of those things where in the beginning you sort of think about it as, oh, um, man, I I love doing the, you know X, Y, and Z. I can't imagine ever not doing X, Y, and Z, but the way at least i treated it it was with this like this massive waterfall moment of all right once like once you go past this point you're not going to be able to do any of this stuff anymore and you realize actually it's a lot more subtle than that it's just uh the slow graduation to this point and then you just realize you either want to do different things with your time than you did before or you just find like you know what I understand the responsibilities that I have right now, and I can't afford to do any of this stuff. Not that you don't want to, you just understand uh, your role and position. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I see it. And, and um, it's funny because um, f- for for me in the past, you know, you, you I would get a game once every couple of once every few months because that's all I could afford. Now that I make more money. I have more of a disposable income. I can buy more. The problem is I don't have the time to dedicate to these games. So I have like such a ridiculous backlog. You've known this and I've had a, I've had a ridiculous backlog for years of games on my PC and my Xbox that I yep. just haven't been able to get to where I haven't been able to fully complete. And and it's not and and part of it is also poor distribution of the time when we end up playing Call of Duty for however many hours instead of the other games that I have sitting there that I could be playing. Um but it's just kind of funny the way that works out in the end. Just you just fall behind, and and unfortunately, the the truth, the the realistic, um, yeah, the truth behind it is I'm probably never going to be able to play those games, or or I'm probably never going to be able to put as much time into them as I would hope that I would be able to. Like, it'll be it'll be a thing I think where I end up playing some of these games, like Yaron played Fallout, which is yeah, shout out to Yaron. Um, yeah, look at me. That's that's like my third shout out ever. Um, he he flew through the story missions. He did like no side missions in that game. He just started the game, got the story, and got out. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm I normally like to play the game playing every single side mission possible before I even really progress with the story missions. I like read everything, and and that's just too time consuming. It's not it's not worth yeah. the time that I have at that point. Right. It's uh. It's interesting because, like you said, you you've had this backlog for so long, and before it was, you know, you'd want to play more games, uh, and the main limiting factor was you didn't have any money, or you didn't have as much money as you did today. Yeah, you do today. Wow, struggle bus. Um, now that you now that the uh, sort of the tables have been turned. It's like, oh, money isn't the main issue. Now it's time. It's such a funny uh, sort of parallel to everything else, right? Yeah. Like, as a kid, all you have is time. And you have all these ideas to do things and go places and experience things. But, man, you just don't have that money. If you had that money, you Mm -hmm. know, that'd be perfect. Yeah. You get older, it's, oh, dude, I I, I got it. But I ain't got the time. I got all this other stuff I got to take care of first. Yeah, and it's not even just work, too. That's the thing. It's like you, you start... Because, yeah, it's life. There's a lot of other responsibilities that end up cropping up in this time. I mean, when you're a kid, like, like you don't, you're not working out as a kid, right? That's one thing that you want to do. So, right. and, and working out, even if you're only, like, if you're at the gym, say you're there for, like, an hour, that's still, like, a two-hour commitment because you got to come home, you got to shower, you got to, you got to get there. For me, it's not, I know it's in your building, but for me to get to the gym, I got to drive. And it's only like a five minute drive, but I still got to get ready to brace the cold just to get to the gym, change there, work out, you know, finish, come home, eat and shower. By the time all that's done, that's like a full two hours, two and a half hours that I've, that I've used. And, uh, and I do that because I'm not like, I, I can't, I can't not work out. Then I'll just start gaining weight, right? When I'm a kid, yeah. when I was a kid, whatever, it didn't matter. It either didn't matter or wasn't happening. And 
and now it really does matter because it's going to happen if I don't if I don't keep up that routine. Yeah. Um, then there are friends that you that you can't see that you want to see the people that you want to talk to. Um, I obviously have a fiance, so spent time with Lena. And then yeah, on top of that, I have a lot of schoolwork, a lot of work that I do. And by the nature of of my research work, it doesn't really end at five o'clock p.m. You know, it's always there. There's always more stuff that I can do. And the more time that I put into it now, the 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 quicker I can get done. So that's where I'm right. finding my responsibilities, at least. That just all these priorities, way yeah. way like completely overshadow gaming. Right, and it's part of I guess uh, the mature sort of the maturity uh, part of before it was well, you know, still gonna get all my work done, but still gonna game as much as I can. Yeah, and I just realized, like, you know what? Probably not the best use of my time. Not to say that you don't like the game. Yeah, you I mean, know? I still, I still do. I'm not saying that I've quit, but exactly, no I'm, one's saying that. Yeah. Whoa! Hey, <laughs> hey! It's just, it's um, just, it's not as, it's not as much as before. You know, I'll skip a week or two, and yeah. and I hardly notice it. Right. And you and I just come back like, hey, what are you playing? Uh, you know, doing this, doing that. So, oh, okay, cool. Um, and I think it's funny because we're. I mean, we've this whole thing started because we played multiplayer games together, and not to say that we don't anymore, but it just it, and it used to be just hyper competitive, right? Uh, like we like one of us has to quote unquote win, even though we're still playing against you know the other team, and there's always this thing of like, oh, how well did you do last night? How well did I do last night? Um, now it's it just seems like, and it, it, this is could purely be because of the types of games that are out there right now that we're playing. It's just lounging again. It's you're playing your game, I'm playing my game. Just we have the headsets on, we're just talking, we're relaxing, right? This is almost like just hanging out with friends yeah. without needing to leave the house. Yeah, that's definitely a big thing for for me. I wish I never really thought about it before, but there is that massive social social um aspect of it. Sometimes it's even a social pressure to to just to sign on, which is the oh, fun, which is the funny thing because um you know, That's old school. Yeah, like I I remember when I was in my apartment um, at the start of grad school. So this goes back like four or five years ago. Um, Modern Warfare Three was the big game at the time, and there were at I want to say seven or eight of us that were yeah. that were on. Like we would we would every fill a, we would fill a ground war yeah, team exactly. by ourselves. Eight, eight nine people, and um. At the same time, I was playing uh, Donkey Kong Country on the Wii with my roommate, and I remember being in the middle of of uh, of the Donkey Kong run with this dude and with Will, and all of a sudden my phone's blown up from like you or Mark or or Bale or Brad and yeah. it's all these people like, "Yo, you signing on?" Like, "Yeah, Will, in a little bit," but like, there's no escape. Like at that point, you could. Like you can't even really be like, oh no, I'm not really, I'm not really feeling it. No, tonight. that 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 wasn't an option. <laughs> I mean, I guess it, it, I guess it really was, but like I think it's because like obviously I wanted, I wanted to sign on, but it's just like I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't feel like I had to at the same time. But as soon as other people were like, yo, like you're, we're waiting on you, then it's like, all right, well, you know, might as well, might as well go in there for a little bit. Yeah. Um, it, it, part of it. I think does manifest itself as uh, the FOMO, you know, because like, Oh, do you remember that time when, you know, X, Y, and Z happened? And Oh man, you were there and I was here. And that's sort of uh, the old school, like, cause we would always talk about what happened the, the, the next day. And you start, you know, having like these inside like moments. And at least for me, it was always, well, I want to be there when that stuff happens. I don't want to hear about it. I want to be the one that was part like in that story. Yeah. Um, but like those that, were those like that were one f- time when you got a Moab without us. Oh my god! And I sent it to everybody. I was that the first was on one. Facebook. Yeah, you were the first one. Yeah. What the? What was it? The dual dual wheel FMGs? Something like that. Yeah, that FMG nine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and we saw that in the clip. And we saw that in the picture. <laughs> and we're like, oh, of course, of course, Sandy. Does I had to it. cheat my way to get it. Yeah. I had to <laughs> cheat my way to get it. And then you were, no, and actually, then you said that you picked it up off the ground because you ran out of ammo. Yeah. Uh. I plead the fizif. Um <laughs> You know when I got my first one was on uh free for all. 
That was crazy. I was just you working know, on the, you, I was you know I don't mess with free for all. I was working on the free for all challenges and uh my roommate was actually watching me play. I was just like screwing around and I I my very fr- I think I got a kill and then I died or something like that. Like I I know I died at the very beginning and then after that point it was just on. Yeah. You but got I, like it, 25 it, and 0. Yeah, it's almost like a the documentary style. Like, you know, I died immediately, and I thought it was just going to be any other Sunday. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, <laughs> this Sunday was like nothing I had ever seen before. Started the game off with a smooth pick six. Didn't expect much after that. Yep. People Boom. have no idea what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> a funny thing. Um, But yeah, it's... uh. Now it's just, oh, were you on? No. What were you doing? Oh, you know, here's a clip of what I did. Oh, that's, that's cool. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think I that think... just the sharing clip is, is, is such a powerful thing, too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I also yeah. think that's just a big part of, of all of us. Because, you know, and we're, we're all the same age for the most part. And each of us are in similar stages of life. Maybe some of us are a little further ahead and, or behind in other aspects. And I don't mean that like saying someone's more progressed or, or further along in their career. But I, I kind of just mean that their responsibilities are greater maybe at certain times. And so um, that that pressure to sign on night to night is, is almost non-existent, you know? Yeah. And yeah. It, unfortunately, it'll be like, you know, oh, I don't want to say unfortunately, but like I know that this happened a couple of times uh, over the last month. I've been really um, – I don't want to say I've been swamped with work, with work more so I've been swamping myself with work. Like I've just put this immense pressure on myself to get things done. And so someone might text me. I'm like, kind of can't like, you know, 10 PM, like uh, working right now. Can't do it. Yeah. And that'll, and that'll uh, be that. And it's also uh sort of the, like the change in what we want to spend our time on. Right. Um, like knowing that, it used to be primarily that the, the thing that we got the most enjoyment was this. But now, like, the fact that we went to D.C. recently and just, you know, spending our time doing that kind of stuff. Not to say that we're traveling every weekend, but we're definitely fulfilling our time with new sort of activities. Yeah. So I think that's that's also important that the uh, the range of activities that we're doing is uh, is starting to increase. Um, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I also need to, quote unquote, I still need to, have you been watching Taboo? No, I know you have been, right? Oh, God. It's on. I thought, I thought, I, it's, it's Tuesdays at 10 p.m. on FX. Is it also, um, I thought you said it was also on Amazon Prime. Or was I just completely wrong about that? You might be completely wrong about that. I, I think, yeah. Did no. I say it was on Amazon Prime? No. I don't, I thought you, I, th- I don't know what the hell I thought I saw. Clearly, I was wrong. Clearly, I was true. Yeah. Um. So I've been watching it video on demand, uh, on my uh, set top box just to catch up, uh, because obviously I can get that I can get that in HD, and I can um. I mean, it's got some little bit of commercials, but it's such a slow. It's like a really moody world building aspect of the world right now. It's like the first few episodes of uh, Westworld. Um, just oh, trying to get, okay. get a sense of the players right now. Yeah. Um, but let me tell you, fully realized world, a lot of F-bombs are being dropped on this show, which t- surprises me um, because I didn't think FX, you know, could do that. You know, I know FX has the movies, but that's a shout out to FX. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know what I actually found out the other day is that um, I think the only TV stations that are not allowed to – to curse are the the original broadcast networks like ABC, Fox, CBS, NBC. I don't remember if but, I said that but right. But AMC only gets a, a, a limited number. I th- uh, I think I think it's self imposed. What I what I was reading. I think what happens. I think what happens is all these channels can technically curse. They just don't because of uh, advertising. Like um, they they worry that they will lose advertising money. But I think um, I think because. Most of these shows and networks have kind of pushed this, uh, this, uh, what, what, what's the word that I'm looking for? Programming? I guess. They've, they've pushed the envelope. Okay. So far that, and, and seen, they've seen, like, these shows are super successful, and advertisers see that there's, there's, uh, viewers there. They're willing to 
still continue advertising on on these networks. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's how they do it. Because I remember when a when uh, Comedy Central they switched to um, uncensored, like they I guess pretty much uh, they they still wouldn't do like nudity and stuff like that. I'm not sure that they're allowed to do that, but they would they were cursing on their shows after like 10 or 11 p.m. They were hosting comedy specials uncensored, yeah. and I was like, wait, how are they allowed to do that? And recently I was looking it up and I'm pretty sure that those no cursing rules are self-imposed and not, gotcha. they're not held to it by like the FCC. Well, that's, I guess the good thing about, um, I think there was an article being passed around, uh, why, uh, these like aggressive shows can be put on Netflix. And that's because Netflix shows aren't beholden to advertisers, uh, similarly to sort of your network shows, right? Yeah. They're beholden I mean, their subscribers are you. You pay the monthly rate. And they their viewership numbers, because they're so secretive, they don't tell anyone their numbers. Um like what their stream numbers are. It's just you'll know Which when is it's a shame, but... it, it, it kind of a shame. The you'll know a show's popularity based on, you know, who's talking about it. And that's like sort of like the Netflix phenomenon, right? Right. Like, do, do you like Stranger Things or House of Cards or Orange New Black? Um, like these massive shows. And I know they're, they're moving now into movies, which is great. Um, but if, it, if a movie or – I'm sorry. If a, if a show isn't popular, you'll know about it because you won't see it anymore. And that's really it. Yeah. It's not like, it's not like they're just going to keep this thing going forever. It's like it's almost it's, – I love how like numbers driven it is. It's like, do people watch this show? No? Well, that's it. Like you, you, you know the rules, right? Yeah. Um, I guess I say it's a shame, but yeah, I guess it doesn't really matter, right? Yeah. If if people are watching it, it comes back. If people aren't watching it, well, that's it. It's it's not coming back again. Um, and, and there's I so much content everywhere. Yeah, that's <laughs> there's a lot of content. I mean, and and I haven't really done a good job of watching Amazon Video, which I get, which you know I have access to. Um. But I don't think I've—I don't know if I've ever watched an Amazon original yet. Have you? Um, yeah, I have. I've seen a couple of them. They're good. Yeah. There, there's that new one, Sneaky Pete, that they're doing a lot of push around. <laughs> so funny thing about Sneaky Pete, Lena texted me last night, and she goes, uh, "Sneaky Pete is is on is is on Amazon or something like that." Like, let me let me read you the chain of text because I was really confused by this. Okay. This will this will make her. She goes. Sneaky Pete in Amazon original shaking my head. I go, what? She goes, Sneaky Pete from Break You Bad, dot, dot, dot. I'm like, oh, Skinny Pete? <laughs> She's like, ah, oh, shit. I thought it was Sneaky Pete. Brian Cranston is even in it. She thought she thought that there was this, it was a spinoff of Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah, no. Just off the name. Not Skinny Pete. But Brian Cranston is in it. I saw. I, I looked, yeah. it, I looked it up. Giovanni Ribisi. Yeah. Um, the medic in uh, Saving Private Ryan. The more you know. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's uh, they do a good job of programming. Uh, I won't lie, I have not seen Transparent. Yeah, that one, that one's supposed to be really good. Yeah, uh, I st- like the Grand Tour is the show that I should be watching because of how much I like top, top Gear, and I watched the first episode, and honestly, I felt I wasn't a huge fan of the first episode. Maybe that's why I haven't watched the, the any of the others after. Isn't that crazy how high the bar is for content nowadays? It's yeah, like that's the it's thing. It, it's the fir- it's the first di- it's our new culture's first date, right? The pilot. Did you like the pilot? No, because if you don't, then I'm never seeing you ever again. Or did you like the pilot? I'm willing to dedicate years of my life to following this story. Yeah, that's, I, I that's, mean that's what it's, what it's become. Yeah, because there's so much content these days. Like it's. There's so much quality content, and and it's coming from all these like huge networks. I mean, you have on TV, you have uh, AMC and FX are both killing it, right? Yep. But then you also have like TNT and oh, what is it USA with uh with Suits, then Mr. Robot and Mr. Robot. Then you have uh, HBO with what like they have they have quality content almost year round. Yeah. Um. And Obviously, they've been Game able to hold the crown the for a minute now. Yeah. 
and you have and you still have like stars trying to come in with like with power which i've never watched but i've heard is good um showtime has what was it masters of sex master yeah. of sex and um did Shameless. you watch that show no i never did i know you were a big fan of it early on did you ever early keep on, up with it no i just not watching i think i just i don't know what happened yeah um lena is a pretty big fan of shameless at least she like f- keeps up with it somewhat um but then you also have these powerhouses with with uh, of Netflix and um, Amazon. With there's just so much content. And Amazon, or it's amazing how much how many original series Netflix has. Because I remember when it was only like one with House of Cards. Then yeah, it was like uh, I think their second one was uh, Hemlock Grove, which I never watched. And no. then they did like Arrested Development, the this, the fourth season. And then they had Orange is the New Black, and then all of a sudden it just blew up. They have like fifty shows. Yeah. I can't even come close to to. I can't even try to watch them all, and and so yeah, like when when it comes to are you going to watch a show? It's like oh, did you watch the first episode. Did it did it did it get, like? Are you interested in watching the second episode? If not, there's like another fifty shows out there that you can watch that are that are just as good or even or like much better. So. Yeah, I, I love I love TV shows, but I find myself not even capable of keeping up with them consistently unless it's really really good. Like at least this this last year. In the past I was keeping up with stuff more, but like even Luke Cage, I'm really excited to watch that. I've been really interested to watch that and I haven't You got to watch it. You got to watch it. And that it's came so out, good. <laughs> that started like what, 4 or 5 months ago. My first I still show. haven't watched it. It's really good. Give it a shot whenever you have a chance. I mean, I'm going. I'm going to eventually. Like, I'm. There's no. Sh- there's like, no you're gonna finish that I, Red Dead? I won't. <laughs> <laughs> nah, this is different, Sandy. This is, this is different. <laughs> there's no chance that I that I that I won't watch it. I'm definitely going to watch it. It just as you know, when will I do it? I'm not certain. Like, I did the same thing with with like Jessica Jones. I think the show was out for like a good six months before I finally watched it. It was okay. It wasn't as yeah. good as, as like Daredevil, but. What could be nice is you save, quote unquote, save some of these shows, right? Uh, and then you sort of come up on it one random day, like, oh, wait, I was supposed to watch this show. Then you start watching it, it's like, oh, man, you know that feeling when you find that new show and you can't, like, you don't want to do anything else but watch that show? Yeah, yeah, when you I just miss, binge it. I miss that feeling so bad. It's been a while since I've binged a show. I'm trying to think. I'm going to have to do, I'm going to have to do my yearly uh, West Wing. Oh, God. Please don't. <laughs> now more than ever. Um, I do want to watch The Wire again. That was the last show that I binged. Um, yeah, you did. You yeah. made it through. I love I love following that show with you. You're like, oh, man, like where are you now? Yeah. That's a really good show. We should do a podcast dedicated to, to The Wire. <laughs> yeah. I got um, uh, to rewatch it then. It's been years since I've watched it. It's such a good show. Um, yeah. and my favorite thing about the show was... I don't want to say my favorite thing about the show, but what I really appreciated was the the lack of like no one in that show was good per se. Like no one was an angel. Everyone had their flaws. And it was it was it hurt to see those characters make the decisions that they made. Yeah. Like when when with McNulty and I think it was season three when he just decided to to demote himself and just kind of become uh, I don't know if he was a sergeant, but he was just like a, a patrol car, a, pr- a patrol cop. When, yeah. When he did that, like he was out the show, but at the same time, he was he was as happy as he had ever been. That yeah. as, as far as what we had seen, and then all of a sudden he came back and he started with the 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 binge drinking, uh, the sleeping around, and it and it and uh, and then we saw what's her name? I I'm blanking on the her lawyer. Name. No, the the uh, Kima. The other the female detective, when she started doing what he was doing, then I was like, "Oh, come on, Kima, you were the good one." Yeah, but uh, the system got its hooks into her. Yeah, yeah. The police system, you know, just uh, it, it, there wasn't like too many like uh, quote unquote safe outlets for all of the crazy shit that they were doing to yeah. release that energy. Yeah. Then they brought the politics in with mm. uh, with Littlefinger. Yeah. And and you have high hopes that things are going to start changing, and he he just falls right in. Yeah, falls that, right that, in. It's a. I mean, he sacrificed the city in in that in that once I can't remember if it was season four or five, but he sacrificed the city 
for the sake of his uh, his run at governor. And at, it's funny because at the time when I was watching, it, I was like, oh, I can see his, de- I can I can understand his decision, but no, nah, no, nah, you really can't. Yeah, it's a it's a season long look at uh, that classic all the king's men story. You know, you got a guy from uh, from the outside who wants to come in and change things. Then you come in and you realize, oh, things are like this for a reason. And it's not as easy as you thought it was. And then you start making these little concessions, right? right? Just to get your sort of like, because you still want to make stuff happen. But then you realize the cost of getting those things done is higher than you originally thought. And then you start finding yourself doing things that you never thought you would. And it's just... All of a sudden that becomes your normal. Yeah. And then you're part of the problem. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm. We got to be careful and end up talking politics that we didn't intend on speaking about. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's all I got for this week. Yeah, same here. I'm gonna, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm gonna keep trudging my way through Black Mirror, which is a, which is a fun, which is a nice show because it's 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 not uh, a continuous story. You kind of just jump in. Watch How do you like it so far? Last thing. I like it. Uh, the last episode that I finished was the one that we were speaking about in DC last week. Uh, oh the, yeah, yeah. The one where the 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 woman's boyfriend dies. Yeah. And I basically like I, I recap a lot of these episodes with Lena. She doesn't watch the show, but she gets a lot of the show from me. Uh huh. And and that was an interesting one to discuss because. So I'll I'll talk about it quickly here. The 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 episode. Uh, so she like rebuilds her her boyfriend with the data that he'd uploaded to the internet right and right. i was making this parallel to lena saying because something I, th- I can't remember if it was we were, we were watching an episode of catfish i can't remember if it's it was during this episode that i brought it up but i, I remember her saying something like i can't i can't believe like people still fall for so for some people so hard you know in, in an online relationship like but i can get it you know you 100 you, percent you're not spending all of your time with this person. Like the reason everyone seems so great online when you're texting or chatting on aim or even the, the sparse telephone conversations is that you're still not seeing that person's true self in a sense. Like when you're, when you're texting, you can be super careful about what you say. You can take as much time as you want to respond. When you're speaking to someone face to face, you can see the, uh, the the subtle changes on their face, you can like they have they have to reply to you like instantly, right? And so, speaking to someone online, yeah, it's really easy to fall for someone online because you're only seeing what they want you to see, and it's not like they're trying; they're actively trying to deceive you, but it's just that you're seeing this kind of snapshot of them. And what I was saying to Lane about this episode is that this guy had only posted the best things about himself online he wasn't posting you know his anger or his as one does more often than not yeah um and and he like posted the better pictures of himself right yeah so when when she when she creates this like robot or whatever this synthetic being of him she was like you look different and he goes huh it must be because i posted the better pictures of myself in real life and she quickly realized that this wasn't who she fell in love with. He wasn't normal. Yeah. And it wasn't – it was like almost like a stylized version but not her version. Yeah. And and I was I was seeing like that's kind of where the parallel kind of broke up broke up a little bit when I was when I was relating it to the online relationships that were that you see like from Catfish or whatever else where people kind of fall in love with an online version of somebody. Um but but my 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 thought was like yeah it's like this guy was he he was supposed to follow her every instruction which obviously she didn't want and he wasn't the same person because she he only you know his his real his real self in the past just didn't put up the negative things or the the what you might call flaws i'm saying that with air quotes yeah to the internet and and that's who she, that's also who she knew yeah you uh it's like the, the full version of somebody um with, i didn't like with, the ending with, though uh, the ending i'll just say that the ending's rough yeah um real creepy but rough um 
Yeah, well, we know. Let's, yeah, we uh, we gotta go. We gotta go. I don't want to because if we talk about this ending, well, I'll, it'll force me to talk about all the other episodes. All right, all right. I just gotta say that there, sh- there. I can't believe there was no return policy on this thing, but that's it. <laughs> just push it off the cliff. God, just like jump off the cliff. Like, nah, man, I can't do that. Like, bitch, you you're not gonna you're not gonna try to see if they got a return policy, get your money back. Yeah, right. Like, there has to be some type of return policy on this thing. This is a big commitment that people are making, and they might realize just like her that you know what this isn't for me like beds helix or as bill burt likes to call it helix has like a 90-day return policy you can sleep on that bed for 90 days you can do whatever you want on that bed for 90 days and send it back you mean to tell me she's gonna bring some robot into her home and have and 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 has to keep it nah we out all right (laughs) all right well i'm reza (laughs) i'm sandy thanks for putting up with us